Have you ever been fascinated with Siamese twins? Well, hang on to your innards because today's topic is all about conjoined twins. Hello, curiosity seekers. Welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. I'm a travel nurse, medical history enthusiast, and your host. If you're looking for a storytelling formatted podcast with fun and fascinating topics on history and bios, then you are in the right spot. Please note this is not in any way medical advice. If you have anything that's ever discussed in any of the podcast episodes, please seek medical attention. Now, let's get this story started. Hello, we're back. Sorry for the long hiatus. We had a lot going on, but I am so glad to be back with all the listeners and I'm joined again by my co-host, Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. And so proud to be called a co-host, <laughs> although I don't do any of the work. You resisted for a really long time being a co-host. Yeah, yeah. Really long time. And you still don't do any more than you did back That's, when you were that a is, <laughs> That is very true. <laughs> all, of the, all of the perks and none of the That's right. I don't work. have to do any of the work. Not that there's any okay perks with. to this job. They're totally perks. There's no perks. It's fun. Yeah. Looks at, well, you get the occasional likes. That's great. Good reviews. Yes. So that's always good. Well and my deserved. mom's saying, that was interesting. Good. <laughs> always good to have good feedback but from mom. Usually when someone says, oh, that was interesting. <laughs> Is it a good thing? Depends on, on the person. where they put the inflection and the person, I guess. Well, it's my mom. So we're going to say it's all good. Oh, it's all good. All right. I thought this would be a fun topic to come back with because if you know anything about me, you know I like circus things, carnival things, freaky things, Mm -hmm. taboo things. So this is actually kind of a bio story in in a way. Well, not in in a way. It is a bio story. But I wanted to start off with some general history on conjoined twins because they're modern-day conjoined twins that we hear about are usually in the news. Yep. They're not usually like some sensational tabloid and and something that you would see in a circus nowadays. Right. Usually it's someone, some poor person had a conjoined twin and they need money for surgery in some foreign country or whatever the case may be. And we've had mm-hmm. our own um, in recent years, I think, in growing up, there was two girls, I can't remember their names, but they... Ended up being teachers. We watched them. I think one of them was Abby. Okay. I can't remember the names of the girls. But they were girls that we all watched. I think they had a reality show. Mm-hmm. And they ended up growing up to be teachers, which I think is really cool. Cool. This would have never happened in these girls' days. They were not seen. They were seen as freaks. They were seen yeah. as monstrous. Bad. So to be teaching your children, oh, my gosh, like – the audacity like yeah. that would have never happened so it's really cool that as a society we've come all a long a way. long way anyway so conjoined twins are classified as twins that are physically fused in utero so they are twins but it's sometime after 13 days of fertilization that it changes so it's a very high mortality rate prior to modern medical intervent interventions it's even it was even worse so even now with monocle Medical, <laughs> medical marvels. It's still a high mortality rate. So high mortality rate for the twins themselves, or for the mothers, or for both. For both, but for both. in particular for the twins, 
it's a 60% death rate. Wow. That's really high. That's a lot higher than I would even think. 60%. So the 40%, they make it to a certain point. So there's still even a risk even to getting to a certain point as well. So for even. But interesting enough, there are more female conjoined twins by three to one. Really? Yep. And there are broad categories. There's a dorsal conjoined twin and a non-dorsal conjoined twin, which the conjoined, it's ventral, lateral, and caudal conjunction. So I'm not even going to go into that. It's, there's so. Kind of where it's connected because caudal meaning tail or tailbone, uh right? So there's so many different types. I'm going to go over the broad categories. We won't even go into like, I mean, anything you can imagine, it could be, they can be joined. Yeah. The non-dorsal conjunction most often share an umbilical cord as well as an organ or two. So one umbilical cord. So the the girls that we're going to talk about today have one umbilical cord. That's usually what they look at when they're trying to find out if they're a fake or not. Oh. Yeah, to see and um, to see where they're joined because there had been fakers wanting to get into the show business, right? Interesting. Jump on, which I don't think I'd want to do. I don't want to be known as that, know. right? But they—that's one of the things, the telltale signs. And they may have. So for these girls, um, they are this type. So they'll have a one umbilical cord, and then some organs or two. Dorsal will have two umbilical cords, okay, and but their own organs. Oh, okay. So they're more more like attached, separated than yes. Okay, so it's more superficial. Okay, they don't have the organs involved. More like maybe the maybe skin the is shoulder, involved yeah. and stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. um, or maybe I imagine even, those are more likely to survive than yeah. They're probably easier to to separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So bear with me. The the names are so crazy. Thoracoomphthalopagus. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's a very long word. They are joined at the thorax. Okay. Which is, you know, like the chest top area and the abdomen. And that makes about 28%. Thoracopagus is joined just at the thorax, which is 18.5%. Okay. Ompathagus. Whatever, my God. Should I even Big, stop? Big, long medical word Or-umpagus. that I can't even I feel pick like apart I, and try to figure out what it I means. I feel like They're I need complex. to try. Opathagus. Whatever. Okay, joined at the abdomen 10%. Okay. Heteropagus is, they also call them parasite twins. They're 10%. And oh. parasitic twins don't fully separate and one remains more dominant in development than the other. Oh. So if you look up a picture of this type, I'll spell it so you don't have to. You can either Google parasitic twins or H-E-T-E-R-O-P-A-G-U-S. Now, parasitic, you kind of paras, parasite, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So you can imagine what that means. So if you look up that type of person in Google uh-huh. or Bing or wherever you look, wherever you get your information, you'll see a picture of a person with a body part hanging off of them. Okay. So like a person with a body hanging from their abdomen. Oh. It looks like someone stuck their head inside their stomach oh. and their legs and butt and everything are hanging out. Wow. Or you'll see like 
the a whole leg hanging out of their backside. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. It's crazy. People can live, survive that way. Some um some, some people have like did wasn't there a South Park episode with someone with the yes, you said the conjoined fetus the nurse with the nurse, head coming yeah. out of her? Yep. So this would have been a yeah, parasitic the par- twin. So the parasite being the bigger, more developed one, because they're the one taking all of the right? No. Or the, the extra body know. part is considered Who, the parasite? Why do you ask such tough questions? <laughs> I This is where my brain goes. I technically I don't, know. don't think it's a parasite because it's it's all probably just continuous blood flow through the both of them. Okay, and it's they're so, kind of feeding off of each so other. So I, I would think I the little, little one is the parasite because it's okay. living off the big one. Okay. Oh, okay. I guess I could see that. Okay, so the craniopagus is joined at the cranium. Okay. Six percent. Well, we've seen those where the kids there are was kind one of tw- maybe like ten, fifteen years ago. There were some babies. I think they like were from Mexico. To separate, maybe you remember? Like it was. A I think one of South them America didn't make or- it. Yeah, because I guess if you're sharing brain tissue, there's not a good yeah. chance that they're but both going to. Normally, if one dies, then the other dies. Yeah, because it's yeah. That we'll sucks. talk about that towards the end. Okay. But um, pyopagasus, pagus, pagus, pagus. <laughs> Pegasus. Oh my god, I'm the worst. Okay. Joined at the sacrum okay. and the perineum. Oh. So the anal area. So oh I wonder how that works. How do you go to the bathroom? How does either of them go to the bathroom? At the same time. Yeah. So maybe there's kind of a cloaca that opens to the outside, like a kind yeah. of one one hole. One hole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rashapegas Pegos is joined at the vertebral car- column okay it's, anywhere along the i guess i guess yeah. above the sacrum yeah okay uh itch a peg pegus is joined at the lower abdomen and pelvis okay and the last one the cella cephalopagus is joined from the head to the umbilicus Ooh, wow yeah i didn't realize mm. they had names for That's all the different rare. ones i you know That's you have to interesting if there's something happening, you gotta name it. Gotta give some crazy medical word to I, it. They should have named it the Ange because then they could have. It would have been shorter and easier to say. Exactly. If I discovered it. If you that's had what I would have it. done it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but usually with medical terms, they, they, it's each part of the word is part of the body part. Right. Right. So. And it kind of has all the base. So kind of yeah. some of those words that you were saying, I was gathering a little bit from it. Yeah. The, the based on the pegus, I've. I've never heard of. I haven't either. That must so be must the conjoined be related to part. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, because the other ones like cell, yeah, cephalo and, then, and sacral and yeah. thoracic Cranial. and all that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So twenty five of that forty percent that live that live births uh-huh. are candidates for surgical separation. So only twenty five percent of only, the ones that live. Only twenty five percent of the forty. Okay. And of course, they have to take. What is fused and what, or they have to take all that into consideration the organs that are involved, mm-hmm. you know, blood systems, arteries, all of that. I mean, it's very complicated and none are the same. No I two. I imagine a <laughs> surgery like that would take a very long time just to plan out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not alone, let alone to do. Actually doing it. Wow. Okay. So trying to separate twins that share organs can be very ethically challenging because mm-hmm. if they do live and don't have that separate you know separation surgery there's a lot of challenges such as ambulating the arms and legs and 
what's hanging out and sleeping and sitting, et cetera. So if you don't do it, there's a lot of challenges. And if you do do it, you're risking someone else's life. I mean, they may, neither may live. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just so much going on with that. Right. So if you go on online and look up conjoined twins, you'll find all of the combinations I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably find the proper names. Yes. Maybe the proper way to say them. And all the weird spellings. So the public curiosity when it comes to conjoined twins is very fascinating. I mean, it is fascinating, mm-hmm. right? Oh, for sure. And while there have been some in our lifetime, there's a lot that were in show business prior. Like now it's there was that reality show with the girls whose names I can't even remember. Uh-huh. But the was it Brittany? And I don't remember. Okay. Don't so <laughs> so anyway, the most famous that I can think of is the original Siamese twins, Ying and Chang Bunker. Okay. So they they were from what's now Thailand. Okay. Back then it was Siam. 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 Mm-hmm. And and so they got their name because they were from Siam. Siam. From Siam. So, so but now it's kind of a little. I wouldn't. I don't know if it's it's not really PC to say to call. A conjoined twin, a Siamese twin. Right. Because they're not from Because they're not from Siam. Siam. They're not from Thailand. So. Usually. Yeah. But that's, they got that original name. Right. And they were in show business. Mm -hmm. That life is, I mean, it was kind of hard to, like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. When when people looked at you as a monstrosity. Yeah. You kind of went into that business. And. You didn't really have any other choice back then. Yeah. In the 1800s, that kind of life was a big Thing. People yes. went and saw those freak shows. They yes. call them freak shows. And I'm going to say freak shows in this episode a lot because that's what they were referred to. Those people were were referred to as freaks. That was their common name. So I'm just going to yeah. just say that as You're a You're not disclaimer. trying to be rude. Right. That's just what they went by. Yeah. They were carnies, freaks. Um, what else? Well, as I go, you'll hear. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the different terms. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bunker Brothers first because they are the most famous ones, and their story is a little fascinating. Okay. This isn't going to be our main story. Our main story is going to be the Hilton sisters. Okay. Have you ever heard of them? Not Paris. I'm assuming. No, I asked (laughs) my mom if she had ever heard of them. They. Retired about the time that my mom was born. Okay. So she said she hadn't. But that doesn't mean... I mean, I heard of Cary Grant, but I... Right. He wasn't in my time. Right. So I thought, well, maybe she had, but she hadn't. Okay. But they... We'll talk about them. They had a very movie-like life. Okay. And I found them really fascinating. But I want to talk a little bit about the original Siamese twins, Chang and Eng Bunker. They were born in 1811. They were discovered by a Scottish man named Robert Hunter. He just knew they would be money makers in America, uh-huh. you know, because we're all about the taboo taboo life, right? Of course. We just don't talk about it in public. Things haven't changed much have they, <laughs> since 1811. The rumor is that the mother sold the twins to Robert. Oh, that's but horrible. But it took him, I know, it took him about five years to get them out of Siam because the king refused. Yep. But they finally made it in 1829 when they were about 17. Originally, they were contracted to do things like swimming and acrobats and were working in the British Isles. They were able to learn English. 
and get out of their contract. Their act turned more into a forum where they would converse with audiences about what they could and couldn't do. Okay. Then more of a showmanship thing. Okay. Well, that's actually kind of cool that, you know, they Yeah. They were doing really well. Maybe so people would understand them a little better and see them as human. Make them a little more human. Mm -hmm. Uh They settled down in North Carolina, which I just now realized, ironically, is where the Hilton sisters settled down. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't put that together until just now. After getting their citizenship and unfortunately... I hate this part, but they became slave owners themselves Aww. on a plantation. They ended up, which I feel feel really sad because their mother sold them. Yeah. And then they became slave owners. Yeah. They ended up marrying. They'd be a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I don't know. They met, married sisters, not twin sisters, but sisters. Okay. Adeline and Sarah Yates. And between the two of them, they fathered 21 children. Oh, that's One ten and one eleven. I mean, just like making the children. Yeah, making the children. I mentioned there might have been a little bit of crossover. I don't know. Anyway. They, and more than half of their slaves were younger than seven. Oh my God. So they, they might have been having sex with their slaves. Oh, I don't know. No. Anyway, they had two homes and they would spend three days at one and then go to the next for three days. That's how they continued. After the Civil War... The fact that they were slave owners did not help them when they tried to tour again. <sighs> yep. In the northern states. Uh-huh. They tried to do European trips trying to support their very large family. Mm. Interestingly, Chang had a stroke in his 50s, leaving him weak, but did not affect his brother Ying. That's so weird. Yep. Ying ended up having to do daily tasks for him. When they were 62, so that was... When he was in his 50s, so like another 10 years later, uh-huh. Aang woke up to find that his brother had died. Oh, my God. Now, did you say how they were conjoined? How were, where You know were what? They? I didn't. They are conjoined by an eight-inch band of pretty much flesh at their abdomen. But in pictures, it looks like they're connected from shoulder down to their abdomen. But technically, they're not. It's yeah. just their abdomen area just has that connection and but because they're so connected so short they're they're constantly right shoulder to shoulder right but they have four arms yeah. four legs so two it's two genitals. full people yeah. that are just connected, just connected by, by a little, little bit pieces eight inches skin, essentially eight inches that's, that's so crazy said. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then if you Google them or search for them, mm-hmm. you'll see that band is really small. If you just do image search, because if you don't do image search, search it shows the same picture of them. Uh-huh. They're in a suit. Yeah. <laughs> and they do look Chinese. Their father was Chinese, so their mother was half Chinese, and I guess half Siam. So the one woke up and found that his brother had died. Uh-huh. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, can you imagine, like, even if you didn't, even if you could live yeah. while the other one was dead, yeah, what would you do? Like, what if it wasn't just eight inches where you could just try to cut it off? Yeah. That would be... To walk around yeah. with an entire human Can hanging you, off yeah, of you? Yeah, you couldn't, really, right? So, but he died two hours later. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Tory's system was connected. Oh. And I'm going to talk about that at the end. 
I'd more. be interested what happens when the one dies in the circulatory system. Yeah. That's so We're going to talk about all of that at the end. You have to wait. Ooh, I'm so excited. Three hours. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so an autopsy showed that the it was a brain clot that had killed him. Uh. And then, of course, Ying died because of the circulatory systems were connected. And they believe that they held the record for the most children and had the the record for the longest living until Ronnie and Donnie Gillian from the U.S. who lived until 68. And they had more children than that? No, they, they lived they longer. They lived longer. Okay, but nobody had that no, many. No, they held the record. <laughs> it was a lot of children. For the most children. Yeah. They were very fertile. 21. I can't imagine. God. I can't imagine what kind of woman Yeah. would be... Yeah. I'm trying to picture, but and I'm also trying not to picture. I'm going to talk more about how the twin works that out uh-huh. when there's a sexual act going yeah. on or anything going on. I'm going to talk about that with this next story. Oh. Because they they do have a process of it. Oh. And have you ever seen that movie, I'm S- Stuck on You or Stuck on You with Matt Damon and oh, I think I remember. I don't know if I ever saw it, but I know what you're talking about. I it actually, came out in maybe the late 90s, early 2000s yeah, or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I actually have the movie. Okay. And I will lend it to you if you want. Oh, okay. It's a very interesting movie. But they're twins and, and um, they're stuck yeah. with each other. Anyway, yeah. it's a good it's a good movie. It even has uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, okay. <laughs> has a lot of good people. Anyway, so the interesting thing about the Bunker Brothers is... They had such a big family uh-huh. that every May they have a family reunion oh. with all the descendants okay. that get together and, and celebrate the family. Oh, cool. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. The next story is about Daisy and Violet Hilton. Okay. So if you look up the Hilton sisters, there's a lot of pictures of them as well. Okay. And... Don't look them up until I'm done with the story. Okay. <laughs> I'll wait till later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I even found some stories even, I mean, pictures after I was done with the story. But there's there's quite a few of them. And if you look at the picture, Violet is on the left and Daisy is on the right. Okay. Daisy's a tiny bit shorter. Okay. And these two were considered Siamese twins because that was the name that was given to anyone that was conjoined at this point. Right. Because of the Bunker Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and so they connected at the pelvis okay. and buttocks. So like Chang, Chang and Eng, they probably could have been surgically removed uh-huh. in today's world. Right. But back then, I think that they were more scared. They were born in 1908. Oh, that's still pretty early And the Bunker on. Brothers were born in, the, in what, 1811, I yeah. said? Yeah. This was before antibiotics right. and everything, too. Yeah, so. exactly. So... They wouldn't have taken a chance. Later yeah. in their life, they were approached again when they were in their 50s, and they they never wanted to be separated. Really? No one ever asked them. Oh. They were, their caretakers were always the ones that were like, maybe we can, but no one had ever asked them, and they never wanted to. Interesting. Yeah. And the girls said, no, we don't want to. I don't think I can think of anybody I'd want to be that close to all the time. Yeah, but if you're not born that person. way, and you're, yeah. and you're not a twin. Yeah. So you're not. That's true. You don't have someone that you that I have spent yeah. that much time with. Yeah, it, yeah. I like being by I myself. I mean, they're so close that yeah, they did everything together. Yeah. In fact, they would get up and just start walking somewhere. They never 
got up and then like one was dragged. It was like they were just <laughs> they were just together on yeah, everything. Yeah. It just it just worked. They yeah. just instinct. So anyway, okay. these these girls were born in England in nineteen oh eight. February 5th, in Brighton, England. And it was a not an easy birth. The mother was Kate Skinner, and she was 21. 14 hours of painful labor, with the neighbors getting very angry because she was screaming through the walls. Oh, my God. The midwife thought... How dare she? That's got to be really hard, because if you think just a breech baby that's not head down, oftentimes they have to do a C-section. And I don't know when C-sections were invented, but... I don't either, because again, there was no antibiotics, right? So, yeah. But, and yeah, the midwife thought perhaps that the baby had died, and that was why it wasn't really, it was having a hard time. Oh, okay. But then the baby started coming out, like, all of a sudden. Yeah. And then nothing. It was like something was preventing it from coming out all the way. That's because there was Ooh, another like twin. Another that was another baby <laughs> attached to it. The midwife uh, thought that maybe it was twins. They didn't. She didn't realize it was attached, mm-hmm. which is very excellent, educated guess. Kate, the mom, was uh-huh. a twin. Okay, and there was five sets of twins in that family oh my already. God, yeah. So it's not you know impossible to think. Okay, another set of twins. Yeah, and like I said, to be a conjoined twin, they had one A. It was a twin, be identical right. twins. Yeah, it just something went wrong. Yeah. So they kept at it and a. Oh my gosh. They kept at it, kept at it. The uterus playing twister. It was like, it's like, get it out. Well, and out popped two six pound little girls that were attached. Apparently, basically a 12 pound. Yes. Monster. Monster. (laughs) And I'm not saying that because she's a a conjoined twin. I'm saying that because. Because she's a big baby. Yeah. That is when they really started screaming because the mom saw. But it was conjoined. Uh-huh. The midwife, whose name was Mary Hilton, and her daughter was Edith. Edith was 29. No, not Edith. It was Alice. Okay. Mary had two daughters, Alice and Edith, and Alice was the one that was helping her. And they were trying to hold Kate still because she was, like, uncontrollably going crazy. Mm-hmm. She said that the girls looked very raw and they had a very raw-looking area of flesh where they were joined together. Yeah. And Kate had been a very religious woman and thought that she had committed a sin because she had her girls out of wedlock. Oh. But if she was so religious, then why did she commit a sin out of wedlock? Right. Well, mic drop. Okay, the doctor, <laughs> Dr. James Roth, came after the whole birth was over, of course, and tried to reassure Kate that they would be dead within hours. Don't worry, don't worry, they're going to die. Don't cry anymore. You're your, good. Your kids will be dead and then I'll... And then everything, yeah. it'll be all rainbows and butterflies. So, okay. So, as I mentioned, that did happen 60% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't die. Much to her dismay. I know. It usually happened with twins that did have shared organs. Yeah. So, Kate was still very upset and she put herself in timeout and waited <laughs> in the corner for it to all be over. Like, uh-huh. she literally just went in the corner. Waiting for them to die. She's just to be dead. <sighs> but the babies didn't die, and their connection was very minor. They connected at the buttocks and a tiny bit of their spine and about an inch of their colon at their rectum because they shared a single rectum. Oh. Yeah. And if they're connected a little bit at the spine, maybe even in today's world, it would be difficult it, to separate it them. It could be, but if it's just the tailbone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then it probably yeah. would be okay. Huh. So as long as you don't sever any nerves. Yeah. 
the doctor did not want to chance separating them, of course, uh-huh. because it was unknown of of nerves and vessels and everything. Right. So, and maybe that was a thing that they did try. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure back then it's like, well, they're going to die anyway. Let's try. Yeah, let's try. Maybe one of them will survive but, or something like that. you know, that. a lot of them are God-fearing and are like, well, let's not play God either. Yeah. Try to... Okay. So anyway, their mom, Kate, was pretty neglectful. She didn't feed them. She didn't hold them. Aww. She And she was even neglecting herself as punishment because she let God down. The grandma pleaded with her to finally name them. Aww. So after a week, she finally did. Violet and Daisy, which are very... Sweet names, yeah. I would think. And she decided to be rid of them for life. But orphanages wouldn't take them because of their illegitimacy. And Really? Because, yeah. Because of that, not because they'd be hard to care for. Right. Yeah, because they were illegitimate children. I just they, rolled my eyes okay. since you guys can't see me. But to be honest, they probably said that. Uh-huh. But they probably meant because they were conjoined. Because, yeah. Like, like oh, that. sorry. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, we're not going to be able to do that. That made them off the hook, right? Yeah. So it turned out that the midwife, Mary Hilton, uh-huh. took the conjoined twins in. Okay. Okay, so before you start thinking that Mary is some sort of saint, uh-huh. let me paint you a picture. Uh-oh. So before the girls were born, Mary approached Kate, who was very pregnant and recently unemployed. She worked... For a grocery store. Oh, my God. I just now realized something else that connects them. Oh. Which I'll tell you in a couple hours when I'm done with this story. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She traded the midwife's assistance because Mary was a midwife, but she also owned a pub called the Queen's Arms. Okay. So she told Kate if she worked for her as a waitress, she would midwife the birth. Okay. But without pay. So, But she still thought she was getting an okay deal because... She was getting help. Services right? for services. I yeah. Guess. So the pub, but the pub was run by pregnant women. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yep. I smell something fishy. <laughs> so, like a weird child labor type situation. <laughs> I'm sure it seemed like Mary was getting the better end of the deal until she had to deal with a difficult birth. Uh-huh. So let's talk more about Mary, this Mary lady. She had four daughters over her own. And widowed twice, all before 40. Once the twins were born, Mary and her youngest daughter, Edith, would come to visit often. Edith generally adored the twins. She was... So her other daughter was Alice, who helped with the birth. Edith, I'm not sure how old Edith was. She was younger than 29, Uh but older than the girls. Okay. But I'm thinking she was somewhere in her teens, it sounded like. So Edith was generally did adore the twins. Okay. She did look after them and but she was much more innocent. In England there was no adoption laws at that time, not until 1926. So all they needed was a verbal agreement for Mary Hilton to take possession of the three the three week olds. Okay. There were only three weeks. But she wanted to be airtight. So she got a lawyer to draw up an agreement for a formal adoption. Hmm. And you'll see why when I get started. You can probably guess now that she had some plans for these girls. Yeah. Yep. That's what it sounded like. She's like, that was a difficult birth and I'm going to get my money's worth. So Mary announced the birth of the news in the paper. She called them the Brighton United Twins. It was step one of her plan. Mm. She was seen as such a saint for taking in the girls. The paper 
was pretty cool saying things like Violet wasn't as bonny as Daisy. Aw. She kind of wasn't. Daisy was cuter. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, they're twins, but there was a little something about Violet. I think Violet was more. Maybe her face of, got squished in the of birth a little canal. more. Yeah. No, I think it was just her personality was a little more uh, stern and harsh, uh, I guess. And maybe she just had that look. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. She had RBF. But I, but I don't think you could tell that at age three weeks. So anyway. Yeah. But the, the paper was saying things like that. But they were just seven weeks old at that point, And. It just shows papers were involved often with their lives. Okay. The the paper and Billboard magazine or Billboard was uh-huh. was in their life their entire lives. Uh-huh. So it goes up and down. They can be fickle. Like one moment you're in and the next minute you're out, right? So don't get too comfortable with the reporters. Right. They constantly were reporting on them, though, and they even told the public that the girls weren't on display. <laughs> But mm-hmm. for a certain amount of pints, you can get a private show. Oh. That could be arranged. Yep. Oh. Yep. Buy some pints and mm-hmm. yep. So it was more, and it was more than just observations. These girls had constant eyes on them and a lot of little pokes up their skirts. Oh, yeah, they were no. poked at their, up there on their, where they joined. Oh. I'm like pointing to myself like I'm. It was a lot lower. Than I can that. I can see you. Yeah. yeah, they can't. But I'm not. I'm I'm pointing to my waist. But they were connected at their buttocks. At their butt. At their butt, not their waist. Back here. Yeah, at their back. At the butt. They were much more rigid when they were little, and then as they grew up, their connection was more flexible. Okay. So they could be more. They can turn more like a hinge. Okay. Then before, but when they were littler, it was a lot harder for them to do. But as yeah. they grew older it got easier physically they weren't able to lie completely on their stomachs or completely on their backs so it had to be kind of on their sides you can imagine you know god can sleeping on one position all your whole life yeah i imagine you'd get some pressure ulcers or something yeah anyway so i'm going to talk about how they did these things later so dresses were altered to have a side seam with hooks and eyes to be closed above and below the connection. They also had special made double high chair for them. Okay. A lot of things I think had to be custom made for them. Like when they sat in a chair, that'd be two chairs. Mm-hmm. If they or they could sit on a bench or and things like that. They slept in a bed together, obviously, mm-hmm. but they just slept on their side. That didn't have to be right made. But I'm wondering how. They got into bed. Like, so one, they had to sit on one side and one would flip over their legs yeah. and then scoot. So they didn't show that and where, where I'm going to tell you to look. But okay, anyway, it's just, it makes your mind wander about how they did all these how things. How they got by from day to day. Yeah. That's... And who wiped when they went to the bathroom? Yeah. Take turns. <laughs> okay. When they were about two months, Mary had them photographed in a little white gown that she had made into a postcard. And one was even given to the reverend who did their christening with an inscription that said, as a souvenir for the most extraordinary christening he will ever likely to perform. Hmm. The souvenirs were, of course, on sale at the pub. And within a year, they had a second pub. Oh. The Evening Star. bank with yep. their whole plan. Not too far away. When the girls became toddlers, Mary took the show on the road. 
She probably got all she was going to get in town because they were from there. I mean, it was a touristy town, but there was a lot of other places to see other things in a touristy town. So, and then, of course, the locals had all been there and done that, right? Right. So they had to take it on the road. So they did. And unless you seen the twins already once, you're not going to buy more pints to see them again. Right, seriously. Yeah. They were considered a freak act show. And some freaks would not just be on a show, but they would put on a show of things they do in their daily lives. Okay. Kind of like the Bunker Brothers did in the beginning. So for Violet and Daisy, it meant playing with their toys. Okay. So all they had to do was just play with their toys. Okay. Which, you know, no big deal in front of all of these people. Yeah, sure. And just like other freaks at that time, they were on display in a pit where people could look down on them from above. So it wasn't just a playpen. It was a pit where multiple people can see down into. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's really sad. But they appeared unfazed by the attention, which could be because they've been on display since they were right, a couple since ever, weeks old. Ever yeah. Since I could remember. Poked and violated remember. since birth. Aww. But they were adorable and got a lot of positive attention. <clears throat> they would make about 20 pounds a week. That's about 3,000 in the US. Wow. In today's money. Which I mean, it's a pretty decent living. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean at my pinnacle with COVID, I was making about three thousand a week. Yeah, as a COVID nurse, or whatever. But mm-hmm. for say that's pretty good. For yeah, for a toddler, shoot. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so at one point, Harry Houdini had seen them and told the man who did a European who did European bookings. Uh-huh. His name was Ike Rose, but Mary refused. Could be because she was greedy. But uh-huh. it could be because of the new pub. Those pubs were providing shelter for her her family. Ike managed another set of conjoined twins from Bohemia called Joseph and Rosa Blazik. One of them had a baby, by the oh. way. Ike eventually talked Mary into letting him manage them and paid Mary $60 a week. That's $1,600 today. Okay. While he had them touring in Europe. But he also invited the family on an all-expenses-paid trip. So it wasn't just that money. Oh, okay. It was an all-expenses trip. They teamed up with the Blazik sisters, and at that very young age, they were learning to play musical instruments. Oh. Violet was taught the piano, and Daisy was learning the violin. And they could feel, like, Violet could feel the vibrations of the violin between them. Oh, interesting. But Daisy couldn't feel the piano vibration. Okay. (laughs) They ended up adding dance lessons as well. They wanted the girls to be more than just a visual curiosity. Uh They wanted to have talent and charm. So the girls appeared to be happy, healthy little girls. They kept them, you know, fat and happy, playing with their toys. But sadly, Mary was very different with the girls in public than she was in private. She never loved on them, never kissed them, never held them. Yeah, they were just moneymakers for her. Never even smiled at them. She would say things like, your mother gave you to me. So you have to do what I say. She made them call her auntie, but she told them that she was her grandmother, which wasn't true at all. Why? Yeah, because she didn't want them. She didn't want the public to know she came from an illegitimate family. Oh. She also had a temper and would use a belt with a buckle on them. So physically mm-hmm. abusing children physically and treating and them verbally. terribly mm-hmm. and exploiting them is okay. Neglect. But, but they're from an illegitimate family. We don't yeah. want people knowing about that. 
they were hit in places that they couldn't be seen because mm. I told you people were prodding and looking and stuff, right? Yeah. But they would use them on the shoulders or their in like their backs, so they wouldn't they couldn't see any bruising. Also, the girls would be whipped after they screamed and fought against all the medical personnel. So they had doctors looking at them all the time, wanting to see this phenomenon, and they would scream and everything, but then they would get whipped afterwards. Oh, my God. And then, of course, they were sticking things in every orifice that oh, they had. that's horrible. Yeah. So they became, they had a lifelong disregard, disrespect for doctors. Yeah, I imagine so. So often Edith or her husband, or... Mary's husband, Henry, who was around 76 at that time, would comfort the girls. So anytime they would cry or scream or whatever, then those two would come and they would kind of comfort them. Yeah. When the girls were on a ship during this tour, she would keep them hidden so people couldn't get a free peep show. And Henry oh. always fought her against it, saying they needed fresh air. They needed to come above on ship, right? But she refused. Oh, my God. And then Henry died in 1913 leaving Edith and the girls only as Edith leaving Edith as the girls only advocate. Ike Rose let another manager take over the Blazek sisters and took on Violet and Daisy to Australia to find fresh pockets. Mm. They got to have their very own pavilion where people had to pay extra to come see the modern Siamese twins. So it was like one of those big it was like Disneyland yeah. where you pay one ticket but then you had to pay extra for certain oh, things. Oh, okay. So they were one of those extra things. So they made a lot of money. Ugh. But 1914, a very shady man used Edith's affection to get close to the family and eventually took over Ike's job of managing the girls. He, too, treated the girls much like Mary. He went by the name of Meyer Myers, which is a weird name. Meyer Myers. Meyer Myers. Like liar, liar. Him. <laughs> he was already a known auction fraudist, mm. but they may not have known that. Ike did try to prevent the girls from performing in Victoria because he got jilted by this guy. They took him away from, you know, like brought him to Australia. And now yeah. this guy's took him over. So he prevented him from using, from taking them to Victoria. So they moved on to New Zealand. He did not change the act. But he made it seem more like the audience were visitors in their nursery uh-huh. so that it didn't feel so much like a freak show. Okay. So, okay, on another side note, sometimes there were conjoined twins that were on display. However, they weren't alive. Yeah. They would oh. have skeletons or mummified bodies. And this would be somewhat disappointing to the audience. Mm. It's like going to go see, you know, a nature museum where you just see the bones of the dinosaurs. You want to see real dinosaurs, right? right. That's why I have Jurassic Park. So Myers would advertise the fact that these girls were very much alive. And he even offered a reward that if they could disprove that they weren't real, then he would give them, like, money or something. Okay. So, of course, they couldn't prove that I mean, they were real. they're real. So, <laughs> anyway... A lot of times people did try to fake things. Like I told you, like some people would try to be fake, try to fake being conjoined twins. Right. And it was just prosthetics or whatever. So he had newspapers come out and report the validity of the act. And it was great advertising. Mary would undo their underclothes, showing their connection in front of everybody. Oh my God, that's horrible. Yeah. The newspapers weren't always helpful in bringing positive attention to the act. The Hiltons and the Myers also called out 
were called out for their treatment of the blur of the girls, not the behind the scenes treatment, but the exploiting of them, exposing yeah. them to strangers and finding loopholes and child labor laws. Ugh. Not only were they working them on stage for like 12 hours a day, but they also had to do training. They were only eight at this point. Oh my God. And they would have to be on stage and doing music Ugh. lessons and dance lessons and all of that. Probably without a nap. The gover- There was a government official that wanted to investigate. This fell through due to some technicalities. and they, But they exhausted Tasmania, New Zealand, and they couldn't go to Victoria or Perth because in Perth is where he had a criminal record. <laughs> so in 1916, they moved to San Francisco. Oh, okay. So they, I've been there. Yeah. And you probably know Angel Island. I do. Which is where they went into. I've not been to Angel Island one of these days. Yeah, I'm hoping to go soon. They immediately advertised in a public a publication for those looking for... Well, okay. There was a story that said that they were caught up in Angel Island and they couldn't get out because they were monstrosities. Mm. And Mary had to go and save them by getting publicity. But there was no evidence of this. Okay. So I'm not going to report on it. Okay. But in the book that I had read about them, they did talk about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. And then at the end, she's like, but there's nothing to support this. Oh. It was just Meyer's story Uh later saying that that had happened. Why'd she tell you about it? Because it was fascinating. (laughs) Okay. So they immediately advertised in a publication for those looking for acts. And they opened up a... (laughs) But they opened up a story. They opened up a store on Market Street to just start displaying the girls... Along with two performing chimpanzees. Oh. This caught the eye of Clarence Wortham, who was known as the Carnival King of the World. He was about to start his third traveling carnival. His motto was decency first. So he obviously did not know about Mary and Myers' behind the scenes. The family went down to Arizona where Edith had a baby and and then on to San Antonio. Texas is where they were them company was setting up. But by the time they got there, the best housing was already gone. So they had to get shanty type housing, mm-hmm. which is something they had to do a lot when they were traveling around. And the girls weren't allowed to make friends. They weren't allowed to go out shopping. Oh. They weren't allowed to do school either. They did end up getting them a tutor at some point, but they weren't allowed to do any of this because <sighs> Mary did not want them to be Free peep shows. So they were together. They, they only had each other. Oh, my God. And Edith. And that was it. And by then, I mean, Edith was married and whatever. So I right. guess me, Edith must have been old enough. Because at this point, she's married and had a kid. And they're still barely, like, what, eight? Yeah. Nine. So I guess Edith was a bit, a bit older. Anyway, they themselves had a few coins here and there from straight stage hands or whatnot. And they would hide the money away in their shoes because they thought about running away um, and they needed to save them money. Yeah. They even had to sleep with their adoptive families so they wouldn't get kidnapped is what they said. Oh my God. They were afraid of them being taken. And I, they probably were afraid that the girls would run away too. Oh, for sure. So for most most of their childhood, they had to sleep in the same room as Edith and Myers. Oh. 
1918, Myers left Wortham and signed on with Johnny Jones. He covered the East in Canada and would cover different crowds, and he was gaining a good reputation. So Myers was an awful person. Yeah. But he was pretty good at promoting and fixing the show so that it was profitable. Yeah. He was just a horrible manager a, of people. Yeah. He's just a greedy bastard. Yeah. So he was he was supposed to run a family oriented oriented show too. That's Jones. And it wasn't too long after they joined that the Spanish flu hit. Oh. So because that was like nineteen eighteen. Yeah, nineteen eighteen. Yep, nineteen eighteen. Oh. And so the shows were canceled and Mary Hilton died of kidney infection at sixty two. Oh no love lost there, right? Woo-hoo. Her, um, her will left the girls to Myers and Edith. Oh. Like property. That oh. pissed me off. I was like, okay. Of course it did. Their lives were exploited another 10 years. Oh, my God. But the man that they were instructed to call Sir, like, pretty much ran everything. Yeah. Edith became a doormat. Oh. She says that she was there for the girls, but she... Really wasn't that much of an advocate anymore. Yeah. The girls really started to hate them. They really wanted to run away. It was bad. Meyer Myers. Meyer Myers. Such a weird name. It's a stupid name. It's a stupid name for a stupid man. Yes. If you look up that pictures, you just look. Does he have a stupid face? He's a stupid face. (laughs) And she looks just, Edith looks just like her mother. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Boo. Yeah. Anyway. She was investing, he was investing in a property in San Antonio that had a ranch and a farm. It's also, he, he also expanded his management to other shows. Okay. So he started managing other places too. The girls had everything they needed. Yeah. Except love. Yeah. So none of that money was theirs. They were doing all this work, but none of it was. Nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah. So he got praise for that in, in that Billboard magazine. <sighs> and that was the publication that brought performers and show producers and stuff. So he was getting a lot of attention from that. <clears throat> so the girls started including their uh, trained cockatoos in their acts, which was something they learned with some of the Meyer shows that they were working with. They learned how to train cockatoos, uh-huh. which was random. But in 1922, <laughs> they signed on with the with Wernham again in San Antonio, probably to stay close to the home. They had a maid, a limousine. And when they did travel, they had a um, custom-built travel home for the train. Oh, fancy. It had three bedrooms, a bathtub, and electricity. Oh. So back in 1922, that was a big thing. That was pretty good. You know, my grandmother was born in 1929. Okay. I wonder if she ever had heard of them. She's dead. My, I can't ask her. But. Yeah, my grandma, my dad's mom was born in 1920, so she very well might have heard of them. Is she alive? No. Oh. She died a long time ago. That would she be like ago. 100. Yeah, she would be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She would be turning 103 this year, but no, she died when she was in her oh. 80s. She died a long time ago. We can't ask them. I okay. know. Well, the Sucks. same, <sighs> that same year, the other famous conjoined twins, Josefa and Rosa, Died at age 44. And Myers took advantage of that by Mm. advertising, well, the Hilton girls are still alive. 
<sighs> and suddenly they became, instead of being English royalty, which is oftentimes what he would say, yeah, they suddenly became American. They were suddenly oh. Texas girls, right? Uh-huh. San Antonio girls. Texas girls with British accents. I don't know if they had... Oh, they might not have if they because were... They because were, they were Australian accents. Well, they were born there, but they came when they were really young okay. to the States, and then they went to Australia, and then came back. So they had San Francisco accents. Or did they went to Australia, and then they came to the States? So they were pretty young. Yeah. So Edith and... Who knows what Myers had? I have no idea. But Edith might have had a British accent. But, but in the... Sp- Speaking parts that I've heard of the uh-huh. girls, it didn't sound like they had oh, okay. British, British accents. Interesting. Okay. I guess that makes sense. So they could very well come off as American. Yeah. Myers was dreaming big on the backs of these Hilton girls, and he wanted to get them into vaudeville. So mostly when you're disabled or have some disability or some, I don't know, some congenital uh-huh. disformity, uh-huh. you were a circus act. You were a freak. Yeah. You didn't go into vaudeville. Vaudeville was people with talent. What is vaudeville? I'm not familiar. You are not familiar I'm with vaudeville? Not. You, youngin? <laughs> okay, so vaudeville was something back in the early 1900s. Okay. And it was a variety show. Uh, so people would go and they would have singers, dancers, jugglers, they have all kinds of different talents. Okay. Mostly, a lot of them was comedic. Okay. It had to make you laugh. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of it was musical comedy type stuff, too. Okay. It kind of went away after the war, but kind of died out. Okay. And it was really hard for people who were vaudeville actor or performers uh-huh. because there was no place for them in the new world. Oh. But vaudeville was the... It was a clean, like, family-like act. Okay. A traveling yeah. act kind of thing, or? Yeah, it was usually traveling, but it was in big theaters. Okay. So an act could travel from theater to theater. Okay. But they would have one theater, and then just different acts would come to it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, so it was a big thing, and but it was, because it was a clean family show, like, you wouldn't expect to see conjoined twins be something here. And I think he really put that in the girls' heads, that they were more than just circus freaks. Yeah. Right. In 1924, the girls went to an audition for the Keith Albee circuit with a new act. They had saxophones and curly hair. They dressed in, like, these frilly lace outfits and had curly big ringlets for a really long time, way past the age that they should be dressing like that. Yeah. But that was cutesy, right? Have you ever seen that movie, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? No. Okay. She was a vaudeville act. Oh, okay. And she could not get over the fact that she wasn't anymore. She was a horrible actress, so she couldn't move on from vaudeville. Okay. And her sister did become an actress. Okay. And she tried to get her into movies, but she couldn't act. And so it's a horror movie. Oh. I highly recommend it. Okay. It's a great movie. Yeah. It was on TCM not too long ago. I don't know if you can find it free somewhere, but it's really good. Yeah. I mean, she did the song and dance act thing. It was kind of a vaudeville thing. But they had a lot of different actors that were on the show. Uh-huh. But that was her part. Anyway, since you hadn't seen that, it didn't really matter. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it kind of reminded me of that because she dressed in like these frilly lace skirts and big ringlets. Okay. Like she's trying to be this cutesy. Like thing. a little girl trying to look like a little girl yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And for listeners, you should, if you haven't seen that movie, I love old movies, so that doesn't age okay. me. I'm How just, old is the movie? Um, it's black and white. Oh, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's it called again? It's Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Okay. I do know those names. Yeah. Those are big names. Okay. It's called Whatever Happened to, to Baby Jane. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Okay. And I watched, I've seen it before and I watched it again and I still, I couldn't remember. Yeah. And I was still like, it's a, it's a horror movie. Okay. Back then. Okay. Horror movies nowadays are a little scarier to me yeah i can't watch horror movies anymore yeah but it's really good okay yeah it's a really good movie and those women hated each other i don't know how they did the movie <laughs> and one of them won i think it won one one academy award i don't know how they both didn't win an academy award huh they both did an excellent job i'm wondering if one got felt jilted that she didn't get nominated is that why they didn't get along maybe could maybe. be anyway so they had a new act and they had saxophones and the curly hair and they were they said they weren't taking freak acts but somehow the girls won them over i mean they were very they were very sweet girls no mm-hmm. matter what being treated as crappy as they were when they were around the people they really were very sweet and friendly yeah. they wanted to get to know people they wanted that yeah, they probably wanted yeah. to have friends and everything I'm like that. I'm surprised even they, they weren't, weren't allowed. Like, they didn't have that look like, help me, get me oh. out of here. They had each other, I guess, yeah. which is good. So so anyway, they won them over. And I think they were they were 17 at this point. Okay. But they also thought, well, maybe, maybe it was because of the publicity that was following them. So maybe that was another reason that they thought, well, let's give them a chance. But their first show did not go well. And I think it's it was a different kind of a show for them because I told you like they're they're used to being on stage and it was comfortable and intimate where people yeah. are asking questions. They I think because of the crowds, the the audience was kind of difficult to see as well because if you ever been on have you ever been on stage to do something? Ah, uh, long long. There's long a time lot of ago. bright lights and it's hard yeah. to see the audience, right? Yeah. Uh huh. So not only did it not go well, but they got them off the stage. Like immediately. Um, the bookers told them to, to take them back to the carnival where they belonged. Oh, my God. A man named Terry Turner saw something in them, though. He knew it had to be the audience and felt the act was worthy of trying again. So he Aww. continued with the sax, but add a comedic element because vaudeville is very comedic. Okay. And he also added dancing with two twin brothers. They oh. did the foxtrot. They were very well. That was like their finale. They would do a foxtrot with these twin brothers. Okay. And they tried again into the vaudeville arena with a new act, but it wasn't easy this time. They saw the girls as monstrosities. They finally got a positive audition and were hired on a trial basis for a month. The first show had traffic stopped at the box office. There was a line like down the street and their musicality wasn't anything special. Okay. I mean, they played the sax, but... But having being conjoined and having that as part of it uh-huh. kind of made it a little more special. Okay. It was just something to see. Like they did everything, like everything that they were doing together just kind of made it worth it. Yeah. So they went from a probational period to like four shows a day. Wow. And still they were packed. Hmm. They started to make $2,500 a week, which is $35,000 <gasps> 
today. Oh my god. I can't even wow. imagine. I mean, that's jeez. A lot of money. I Seriously. Think, I think that was like a year's salary back when I was in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should say that the money they made was for someone else, but Yeah. They made the money for someone. Aw. They also used their faces for advertisements, such as things like yellow cab, shoes, pantyhose, or foods. And they would have twin events where twins were encouraged to come. Kind of like, it reminds me of the Ireland redheaded festival where all the redheads come. Oh, yeah. It's like a twin thing. <laughs> and so they, twins were encouraged to come for a matinee. And the girls would often receive gifts, like fruit that was conjoined. Oh. Like, have you ever seen like, that fruit that's yeah. kind of like, stuck together? They sell those on the side of the road in the summer if you go up in wine country. Oh, how funny. And you stop at the little cherry. It's the ones I guess they can't sell in the grocery store. And yeah. it's a bunch of, like, it's all those. It's all, they look like conjoined oh, cherry funny. twins. Yeah. They're still good. Yeah, they're still good. They Twice. taste delicious. Yeah. yeah. So they were touched, but they didn't really like getting them. <laughs> <laughs> they would rather, they wanted a, they actually said they would rather have a pet that was conjoined. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like a two-headed dog. Oh, That would be really something. That would be... They wanted something like that for them. The Myers made a little booklet about them called The Souvenir and Life Story of San Antonio's Siamese Twins. Aww. It was sold as souvenirs and had the intention to make the girls seem normal. Because mm-hmm. that's what, you know, people want is they want, they want the spectacle. They want to see the gasp. But they want them to be normal. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's such a hypocrisy. Yeah. So no one ever asked the girls of their opinion, and they did. Of course, they didn't. And they did have one. They they wanted to stay together, but there was always talk about separating them. Yeah. Although I don't know why, because then they would lose their meal ticket. Okay, they said they had very different personalities. Daisy was more of a dreamer, and she was a little serious. She was quiet. She was quick to speak, and Violet would think before she speaks, but she had a very quick temper. Mm-hmm. Daisy was a good Daisy was good at compromising. She liked dolls, and Violet liked things that were mechanical, and she liked to read as well. They both loved detective stories, like we do. Yes. Daisy loved bright red. Violet loved purple. Daisy was high. Violet loved purple. I know. Perfect. Daisy was high pitched and Violet was lower. Okay. Which now that I think about that's true because I've heard them speak. So that is true. They loved crossword puzzles. They owned a Pekingese named Boy. They they owned dogs pretty much most of their lives. They they loved pets. They grew to about five foot tall. Okay. They did have a double immunity system was really nice because when one got sick not necessarily the other one got sick. interesting but it was said that when one of them got sick the other one would sometimes get sick but it wasn't as strong interesting it would be a lot lighter of a case until the very last time they got sick if they did get sick one had to be stuck in bed. Well, they both had to be stuck in bed. Yeah, the other one had to be stuck in bed with. So the, it was the one really was boring for the one that wasn't sick. Yeah, right. That would that would drive them me crazy. Yeah, they could, but you could miss work. Be like, mm, my twin is sick. But they, Sorry. Let, I mean, they, yeah, but they I, didn't really miss a lot of work. Like they, yeah, and when they're on stage and stuff, they did like. They yeah. did like being on stage. Okay. Regardless of that's the fact that good, I guess. someone made them do it. Yeah. They began they that's all they, they knew and they it. still like yeah. yeah, they still 
That was what they did. But I don't think that they really ever got sick very much. I mean, they yeah. did have a good immunity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they... It didn't really talk about them missing a lot of work. And okay. they, there was time in between gigs as well to have time yeah. off. But one of the girls said she didn't like to take off more than two weeks. She just would go crazy. Yeah. Daisy could drive a car. Okay. And part of the backstory in normalcy book that they made uh-huh. was that they were orphans and that their real father was a war hero. Oh. So I'm sure that Meyer Myers was feeling the gravy train would end any time. Therefore, in 1925, the Myers appointed themselves legal guardians and control of their earnings. So he, despite the fact that they're grown adults now, yeah, but because they're he could easily do that because they're conjoined twins and who they're you know they're they can't take care of freaks, themselves, right? Yeah, so you know they have to have a guardian. Yeah, so they were 17 at that time. But then two years later, when they were 19, he reversed it and made it so that the girls were permitted to manage their own money. And I didn't understand why he would do that until weird until I get to the next part. Okay. But he didn't tell them that he reversed it. Oh. It was because he was about to swindle them. Oh, well, that's nice. And if he got caught, he could say, well, they managed their own. Uh-huh. And so, therefore, yeah. Mm. What a nice guy. Yeah, he's smart. He knew what he's doing. Okay, they usually signed everything that was put in front of them. So they signed a contract that gave them $250 a piece for the next 10 years. Was it a week or a month? I don't even remember anymore. I think it was a week. Okay. I think it was a week. Still not a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. I mean, it is now. It still would be quite a bit of money, but for 10 years, there's no room for inflation at that point. I know, seriously. And so anyway... When they didn't sign something or if they questioned anything that he put in front of them, he would go off. You don't trust me. Why would you think we're family? Blah, blah, blah. He, he would just go off on them. And that was his way of deflecting. Right. Kind of a previous presidential thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Deflection. So they, to not have to go through all of that, they would just say, okay, we're just sign it. So they never, they never learned among men manage money on their own ever right they never got money of their own yeah so the but the contract gave them the right to do what what he wanted with their career whatever was left from the 500 because it was 250 a piece uh-huh he got to keep oh and as you as i told you like how much they were making on they're making bill. a lot of money yeah so they felt trapped they felt like they were enslaved while yeah they made, that's basically what it was yeah I while guess. they made 250 each myers himself made himself a mansion and then he told the public that the girls bought it for him. Uh-huh. Of and that course. the girls even researched. They didn't know it, but they bought it for yeah. him. And they even researched all the furnishings. And they uh-huh. sure they, they talked about all the different fancy places they got all that stuff from and fancy architect. And I saw a picture in this book of that mansion, and it was gorgeous. Mm. I bet. So after they turned 21, a newspaper reporter brought to their attention someone's scrapbook clippings that had some contradictions. This started to to pique interest, and they started getting a hold of newspapers and hiding them in secret. And they ended up confronting Myers for the real story. And they finally found out that they were not related at all to Mary or Edith. So their whole life, they thought they were, and that their father wasn't even their war hero. They had created a plan to run away, but they needed money. So they devised a plan to get Myers to buy them diamond bracelets like other performers had. 
they brought it up in front of booking agents so that he kind of was pressed to buy them. Uh-huh. And so he said, oh, and you should get Edith one or whatever. Just make it me more like, you know, then yeah. he's a bad guy if he doesn't. Yeah. So he did with their money. Uh-huh. He signed it. Of but course. Of course, later on, found out not only did he buy all of them bracelets, he made them write out a check for more money than all three cost, and he kept the extra money. Of course he did. Yep. So the girls had their little bracelets. But they never did run away. But they. But that was Aww. their plan, was to have these bracelets so that they had money to, they could pawn. When they run away, mm-hmm. yeah. They really started to become vocal when they started to get attention from boys that would perform with them. One would sing on stage and look right at Daisy, then pass as they held hands, and then left yellow roses at the door that was knocked over by Myers. It turned out this actually wasn't true. Because Daisy, I told you, he was a dreamer. Right. And I think that was in her head that had happened, that right. he was looking at her. And it was more they, like kind of a fantasy yeah, that she put and together the, in her head. Yeah, because, you know, they were, you know, young adults. And, yeah. and and she was thinking that. And, like, they were holding hands. And, and maybe they just passed and touched hands, but not right. really. Right. So I don't know where the yellow roses came from. But hmm. anyway, they did have friends in the sh- the other show people so maybe they were but but they're yellow roses which is friendship right so but anyway Myers kicked him and once they got out of the way he got out the belt that Mary always used on them and the girl oh. said it was almost a daily thing but at that point Daisy had had enough she lashed out and said go ahead you can't kill your meal ticket and if you hit us we'll scream like crazy so everyone will hear she also said good for her she also said that she was no longer wanted to share a room with them. He shouldn't want to share his room with a grown woman, another right. grown woman, whatever. Right. So after that, they suddenly didn't go on the road with them anymore. They just stayed back in San Antonio. So then they were managed by a woman named Margaret Moore, and the girls liked her very much. So they kind of became her guardian and their guardian and manager and, and a mother figure. They started to get $50 a month because it was reduced for their acting up. Yep. Oh, my and they God. weren't seeing the money anyway, so it didn't matter if they were getting fifty or two fifty. And in nineteen thirty, something out of a movie, not as if any of this wasn't already like a movie, something happened. So in nineteen thirty, a wife of a former staff member filed for divorce and blamed the girls. She said her husband fell in love with them and was suing for two million dollars. Myers wanted to fight it, of course, because that was going to come out of his money. Oh, of course. Not their money. His money that he... They didn't have $2 million. That he totally earned. Myers wanted to fight it, and so the girls said that there there was no way they could have loved him. They they weren't even allowed to have friends, let alone right. ever be alone. What happened, I think, was the late... Well, the lady showed proof was, was a souvenir picture of the girls, and he used to be their staff, one of their staff members, but he would go ahead... Of the show to arrange hotels and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he wasn't even with the group. But he had asked, he said, can I get a picture for my wife? And so Daisy and Violet wrote on the picture something, a message for him and put love, Daisy and Violet. Okay. As you would. Love, Daisy. I I mean, I've had autographed pictures and said. Oh, for sure. Love so-and-so. Yeah. That doesn't mean they love you. No, it does not. Anyway, when the girls went to talk to a lawyer, he realized Myers was doing all the talking for them and asked him to leave the room for a little while. Of course, (laughs) he didn't want to. And then they let it all out. 45 minutes of summing up 
their life until that point. They told them they were afraid to leave because they didn't want to get deported. So Myers was telling them that they, if they ran away or something happened, they would get deported back to England. And what would they do? They don't know anyone there, right? Yeah. So they were, they were telling all these things to keep them scared from leaving. They were pretty, they were pretty isolated, even though they were in the public and they were around other performers. They never really had a chance to, you know, to not be be brainwashed. And yeah, yeah, exactly. So luckily the, the lawyer believed them and he devised a way to get them out. After the meeting, Myers took the girls to the dance lessons. And then once he left, a cab came, picked them up with the secretary of the lawyer and brought them to a suite in a hotel that the lawyer had arranged filled with all kinds of things they'd been denied. Hmm. They had security to help protect them from Myers, of course. Myers was pissed. Yeah. He and Edith... That's too bad. Yeah. But Edith and and Myers said horrible things about the girls to the newspapers. I mean, they were liars. They were whores. They were... They weren't even allowed to have girlfriends, let alone boyfriends. Seriously. But they... The public didn't know that. But anyway, they finally went to court in 1931. The first day, the Myers didn't even show up. Oh. Yeah. They're like, "Uh, your client needs to be here, and we're going to postpone. So the next time they did, they came... And there were so many people. They packed the court, of course. Uh-huh. And they seemed to be on the side of the girls. Okay. Which was good. It did not look for Myers. He went. He took the stand and he explained the management of the money. And he, he did not paint himself a good picture. It was, good. It was pretty bad. Yeah. There's I don't no imagine he could paint himself a no. good picture if he's being honest yeah. in any and way. And the next day, the girls took the stand to tell their side. The In the end, the lawyer said in closing, and the, the funny thing is Violet did most of the talking, mm-hmm. and Daisy spoke very softly, and most of the things she said was just saying the same things her sister said. Oh. Because, I mean, they were both there for everything. Oh, for sure, yeah. So the newspapers would talk about what Violet said, not what Daisy said. <laughs> so in the end, the lawyer said in closing, the whole thing smacks a fraud, and indeed it did. The judge ordered, it wasn't a jury trial, it was a judge thing. So the judge judge ordered the last contract nullified and ordered an investigation to the financial records of the Myers's, then appointed a receiver to manage the Hilton's income, which is probably the only time in their entire lives where the money was managed properly. The Hilton's income was still pending, but importantly, what was all meant by all of this is that the girls were free. Yeah. They didn't have good man- money management, but at least they were free. Yeah. They also probably weren't very good promoters of themselves either. <laughs> I mean, Myers was pretty good in some regards. Yeah. But in most regards, he wasn't. It was so, all for him. It was all for right. himself. So if he could have just been more for his clients, treated them properly. They, this wouldn't have ended this way for yeah, him. He probably yeah. still would have a lot of money. Exactly. And everything would have been fine. Yeah. They were allowed to keep the mansion and the farm. Okay. The Myers were, not oh, the girls. Oh, uh, I, I was thinking the girls got no. that. <laughs> the girls, uh. and I'm sure the Myers, I didn't read about what happened after, but I'm sure that the Myers did well after because they were managing yeah. other people. That's true. And they even talked about how they were still managing they other people. They were still exploiting other people. Yeah, and I don't know if they did exploit or how that all ended up. But maybe he learned his lesson and stopped doing that and tried to be legit. Uh, Because if you're legit, you're still going to be pretty rich. Yeah, exactly. So the girls received cash and bonds totaling 
$80,000 okay. and got to keep all their costumes and stage sets, which told another 20000 which today's would be money would be $1.7 million. Okay. A lot of money. Okay. Not too bad. They signed their first contract by themselves in uh-huh. San Antonio as a thank you for the people being so nice to them. But... It wasn't exactly vaudeville, but vaudeville was on the way out, and talking movies were on the new were all the new rage. Okay. Theaters stages were being changed into movie theaters, uh-huh. and then the stock market hit in 1929. Uh... The girls, I mean, it really sucks that this because okay, even though they were kind of enslaved by these people, I don't condone all the abuse. Yeah. They didn't have to worry about money or anything. Yeah. And it sucks. I mean, that was the plus side, I guess. The, it sucks that this all happened right before the crash. Depression, yeah. So That does but, suck. Yeah. So, But the girls were still taking in about 1000 to 2000 a week. So that's okay. still pretty good money. Okay. However, if you never even managed an allowance, how do you expect them to manage their bank account? Mm-hmm. They really should have hired someone who knew better. Yeah, but how can they trust anybody after all that that happened? Yeah, but they did. They did trust people, and they got them into trouble, which I'll talk about later. All right. We're going to end the story after the girls get their freedom, and then we'll continue next week with what happens after they win their freedom. So thanks for listening. Thanks, Mel, for being here. And And thank you. We'll catch you in the next episode. I hope you stay tuned because it gets a little more interesting. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's mental vacation from your current life. If you did and are curious for more, please subscribe. Before you go, if you have anything to add to today's show or you have a topic that you think is worthy of dissection, please reach out on dissectingmedicalhistory.com or Instagram on dissectingmedicalhistory. Thank you, and stay curious.